Okay, so we get a ton of questions from listeners and readers and everyone like that. And one of the themes that I see arising is this idea of spiritual intimacy. Mm-hmm. Do you even know what that, what does that even mean? What, what does that even mean? What does that even mean? <laughs> I think so. And the, I, that, those are my words. People don't ask in those, in those terms. So spiritual intimacy in our, in our view is this idea of having unity around your passion and fervor and pursuing the things of God mm-hmm. and following him wholeheartedly closely and yeah. wholeheartedly. Yes. So how do you get there? If you're not there, a lot of spouses are wondering how do they get a unwilling spouse to at least open up these conversations. And there, it's, of course, a very complex topic. We're going to explore that today. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. So, before we get started, I think we should talk about... um, just saying thank you to our listeners and our readers and reviews again. You're just jumping right into business. I always am. I'm always You're am. You're so business I'm sorry. oriented. I, sometimes I am. So little insight for you listeners. I every time we record oriented. this, every time we record our podcast, we're always running late <laughs> because we always end up like talking more than we should, or like taking a longer break, or we're just slow in preparing the show notes, <laughs> the run sheet, the rundown, the rundown with Charles Minor up in the and corner. So, so by the time we get to recording. We are running out of time, and Selena's always hungry. <laughs> so, I'm not hungry, though. So, I'm not hungry this time. My stomach is not growling. We had a nice protein shake. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I had I mixed coffee with mine today. I had a leftover coffee in there. It, it was Anyways. so good. It's like a frangioni. No, I'm really... I think both of us are really excited to talk about... Um, what spiritual intimacy is and how to begin developing it in your marriage. I don't think it's a point of arrival. You don't actually, like, come to this epiphany of... No. I am now spiritually disciplined. I'm spiritually intimate with you. You just can't, yeah, you can't do that this side of heaven, right? We're broken sinners. Yeah, and but we live in a, also in a culture where the weird. Don't interrupt me. Sorry. I'm just kidding. Will you forgive me? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> we live in a culture. You're so sassy. <laughs> we live in a culture where spirituality is almost it's distorted in some ways, and mm-hmm. that when you know when you use that word spiritual intimacy it kind of conjures these ideas conjury is another it's another like w- w- weird word it, it conjures this imagery of new age sort like of crystals and well yeah but also like okay. what's your what's going on in your spirit what does your spirit say yeah. and that's like a christian thing that we say and we're going to kind of hash through that a little bit not really well yeah we're well, hashing through sh- that yes we're but i don't really that. we don't really I've have those i've heard people say that in I've, christian circles agree i've heard that said and really they're just saying like what are, what are you feeling that's what they mean. Yeah, because really, if you want to know, I would I ask people, "What is God doing in your life? Like, what are you learning from Him?" See that? See that's our language. That's I, I feel comfy in that <laughs> in that language. That. And someone's uh, like, "What's your spirit saying?" I'm like, "We're well, getting off topic." Thank you so much, listeners, raiders, and reviewers. We appreciate all of. We get a lot of encouragement from you guys, and that is just so great and encouraging. It builds us up a lot, um, and we're just so grateful for it. Uh, if you do want to rate and review us please do on your podcasting app of choice yes we'd appreciate it we we, and by the way people one of the biggest kind of complaints i'd say is like how kind of scattered we are i don't feel scattered well you know what we're having fun just try to keep up the whole point of this is having fun we're not like a 
where it's a very open-ended medium. So we're, tra- we're trying to just have a conversation. So it, I'm sorry if that's you, then feel free to just make use of that fast forward button uh, to get to the meat. But yeah, we're here to have some fun and some conversation. And mm-hmm. if, like if you were sitting here with, with us, fair listener, we would be having a lot of fun with you. Yes, we do. We joke a lot. Laughter is good for the marriage. I oh, think the office man. has really kept us together. That's not a spiritual discipline to watch The Office, though. Well, that is not. It's a friend. It's a part of our friendship, and it I is. think friendship leads to spiritual discipline. Okay, we're not there yet. We'll get there. All right, and if you hear anything uh, that prompts a question, please ask. Do so. You can do that by calling or texting nine seven one three 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 eleven twenty. I think everybody knows that number. And if you want to support this podcast, you can do so via Patreon. So Patreon is a website that allows listeners like you to connect with. Uh, podcasters, bloggers <laughs> like us, People and you can like actually us. directly support it, and and um, and also have like more of a direct line of communication. We've had some really fun conversations. A uh, little bit of hint: we're actually going to give away some extra stuff in Ooh. light of the holidays Ooh. to exclusively to our Patreon community, and we're two thirds of the way to our first Patreon goal. And we've actually, <laughs> because of Patreon, <laughs> we've been able to bring on a. A friend of ours to do podcast production for us. Yay! And what that means is we are about to have some interviews. Finally. Yes. So actually today (laughs) I got her ramped up and I got her a list of like 30 people. Yes. Some pretty like now I feel all like y'all some... can pray that they want to be on our podcast and interview with us yes <laughs> yes there's some names some big names on there that i would love Come to have on, lord convince their hearts oops i just pressed a button but also <laughs> but also some some people that are just close friends of ours that have been through some really tough stuff and right. they're going to share their testimony yes so anyway that was all the that's housekeeping awesome. that's awesome so yeah if you want to be a part of that mission our mission is clear to us and we hope it's clear to you we want to point couples to Christ and commission marriages for the gospel. What that means is we just want to help urge people to live in light of the gospel and live on mission. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to be a part of that, patreon.com slash fierce marriage. Nice. No spaces. Quickly, why don't you do your lows and highs since it's all kind of one and the same? Yeah. So if you've been listening to the show for any period of time, or at least around May of this year, you might have heard me mention something called Crux Watches. It's a side project. It's a passion project. I don't actually make anything off of it, but it's a watch brand. And we did a Kickstarter campaign. It was great. Um, it, it, that all went great. But the production has been just nightmare after nightmare after nightmare. <laughs> it's been hurdle after hurdle. I won't get into it, but like at one point, this is the kind of stuff that happened. At one point, a typhoon took out the warehouse that had all of our bands that were already completed, mm. all the leather bands that we had made. And so, luckily, the manufacturer that was in their warehouse. I feel like part of this is spiritual warfare because the whole mission of Crux is to give 50%, right? Of We give 50% of profit to nonprofits. The other 50% gets reinvested to hopefully scale it so you can give more away. And Crux Crux is the Latin word for the cross. Mm -hmm. And the whole point of it is to... to, to basically bring the message and the means, so mm-hmm. the, the finances of hope, the message of hope and the means of hope to people who need it. Awesome. And so, anyway, I feel like there's some spiritual attack, but, so that's my low. It's been a, it's been a simmering low yes. <laughs> for, for about six months. <laughs> uh, but the high is that I, today we're going up to the warehouse, the DHL warehouse. I didn't even want them to try to deliver it because I feel like we would miss it and they'd have to... <laughs> And we're going to go pick up the final product. Yay. It is there. So that's my high and low. There you go. That's- By the way, if you're curious, it's cruxwatches.com. C-R-U-X watches.com. Just in case you're curious, that's not a pitch. I'm just 
yeah, that's where we're at. That's where I'm at. My highs and lows, everything in between. That's awesome. How are you? I'm good. My low was probably that our little kiddos were sick over the Thanksgiving holiday. Our number one had a really bad tummy ache, and we heard about it the whole two days. Yes. So was she, that was rough, but she is feeling better. And the other one, I think, was getting over a cold and whatnot. Um, you know, sick kids are just kind of hard, but we just stayed home, watched movies, read books, did that kind of thing. Stayed in our jammies. I literally was in my jammies for like two days. It was so great. I think there was a day where I didn't go outside at all. <laughs> it was like 6 p.m. I was like, I need to go outside today. <laughs> Get some fresh air. <laughs> so it was good. It was restful. It was good. Yes, it and was. it was kind of like raining, so you didn't feel super bad. Yes, it was. I would say that was probably part of my high, too, was that I felt like we got some good family time over that weekend, and you were able to be present, and we could just that happens, do though. little not, projects. Like, always gone. No, I mean, but you were there, and we were doing projects. You were painting the bathroom, and we... But it was like we, four full days yeah. where we were hanging out. Yes, we did the bathroom. We painted the bathroom, yes. and we got a new light fixture for our tiny little bathroom, but... It's the small things, people. I think you all can hey, appreciate that. Was that was Black Friday sale in action. I think we got like a, it was probably like a hundred dollar light. We got it for what, like 70 bucks? Yes. 60 bucks? Maybe. So, you know, just. Just trying to win here. Chip and Joanna Gaines Stop up in here. Stop it. We are not that cool. Demo day. I don't know if we'll ever be that cool. They're pretty amazing. Although I'm a white guy and you're, and you're of Asian descent. So there, there's that going on. There's that going on. Let's just be honest. <laughs> all right. Well, let's jump into our conversation because I think. Everybody's waiting for that. I'm waiting for that. <laughs> and you're hungry, and we're running. I'm not late, hungry. So. <laughs> you keep saying that. <laughs> Selena, quit being so hungry. I'm Jeez. not hungry. Quit getting so angry. I'm gonna <laughs> punch you in the face. This makes her warm, man. Okay, so today we're gonna talk. About <laughs> that was him getting slapped. <laughs> My goodness, on the face. that's a first. <laughs> that was a little slap. That's a fierce marriage podcast. A first. little one. It's got <laughs> slapped and hey, gotta keep slapped. you in line. Wow. So defining spiritual intimacy. If you're listening to this, this is a cry for help. <laughs> Stop. I'm a battered husband. Yeah, right. Don't joke about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't. That's not. You shouldn't. I turn that on you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry, guys. Back on track. So let's talk about spiritual intimacy. First, we got to define it. So here's how, it, like we said earlier, it's not new agey. It's mm -hmm. not weird. But what we're talking about is. Uh, are you are unified you, yes. in are your you, in your fervor and desire to know Jesus and to serve him wholeheartedly together. Yeah. And that to me comes from, uh, this idea. So a friendship, right? So mm -hmm. as, as we're married, we'll talk about friendship a little bit. Actually, I'm supposed to talk about it now, but basically <laughs> this idea that we move toward the same horizon, we're not, yeah. we're not in it just for each other because in, if we're married just for each other, that's going to be a very mm -hmm. empty mm -hmm. kind of sh short lived. Yes. Uh, it, shallow. It, it's going to be shallow. Yeah. So I want to read this quote. Um, where'd that go? It's, it's out of CS Lewis's book. CS Lewis obviously is just so articulate in a lot of things. And it's out of his book, the four loves. Yeah. The four loves. So I love this and he's talking about friendship and people and, and why friendship is important. What the substance of friendship is. And I'll just start this. And it's, he says, that is why the, that is why those pathetic people who simply want friends, quote unquote, can never make any. The very condition of having friends is that we should want something else besides friends. Or the truthful answer to the question, do you see the same truth would be, I see nothing and I don't care about the truth. I only want a friend. There, no friendship can arise. Though affection, of course, may, there would be nothing for the friendship to be about. The friendship must be about something, even if it were only enthusiasm for dominoes or white mice, etc. Those who have nothing can share nothing, and those who are going nowhere can have no fellow travelers. Mm. So the, the, I read Selena a longer passage 
um, when I was pitching that quote to her. <laughs> and he's basically talking about uh, when you meet a friend, it's it's like you have this realization like, wait, what? You too? Mm-hmm. We feel the same way about something. We're about the same thing. What mm-hmm. that does, it creates this like very unique place that is just yours mm-hmm. and that you share a common interest. And he talks about how friends, they stand side by side. He said, hence, uh, I got I to gotta read this part. So the friend's will still be doing something together, but something more inward, less widely shared and less easily defined. Still hunters, but but of some immaterial quarry, still collaborating, but in some work the world does not or not yet take account of. Still traveling companions, but on a different kind of journey. Hence, we picture lovers face to face, but friends side by side. Their eyes look ahead. Which, when you read that to me, I think that's... I think that encompasses marriage, and it's an interesting perspective of how we do have to have this friendship um, of looking forward Mm -hmm. into the things such as spiritual intimacy. Um, Mm -hmm. But we also are, there are moments, you know, where we're lovers, where we are, that's what being married means. So there's this unique, like, we do look into each other's eyes often. Right. And that's building our, our emotional intimacy, our physical intimacy. And then, but I believe. Well, and it's aligning us to like, okay, what are we? And that's biblical. That's discussing. It's like this face to face. Right. Like I'm talking to you, you're talking to me, we are figuring things out right. together. But majority I feel like of our relationship is looking forward into mm-hmm. into the gospel, into Christ. So that oneness and that uni- unity that happens from being from looking eye to eye as mm-hmm. lovers mm-hmm. is what I think is you're talking about in Genesis 1 and 2. Yeah. Two two becoming one flesh. Mm-hmm. But then there's this idea of uh then traveling forward in light of the gospel, not just it doesn't just terminate on us. Right. It's about something bigger right. than just us. And that's, um, I think, where you were going with the spiritual yes. intimacy is that developing, you know, spiritual disciplines through prayer and scripture reading and things that we'll talk about. Mm. These are the things that will build unity and connection. These are the bigger things. Right. So that's what Lewis was talking about is that to be friends, we need to be journeying toward the same horizon, toward the same end goal. In this case, it's Jesus. And so every aspect of our pursuit of Christ will always create spiritual intimacy in our lives. So this is predicated on one big idea uh, in terms of the gospel, and that's this, that so many times we see the gospel as just a means for our salvation. Hmm. That's not the full gospel. Mm -hmm. The gospel also includes our sanctification, Mm -hmm. which is here and now, between the time when we are saved, the time we die, and then our glorification, which is the the next life, right? It's after death. Mm -hmm. So sanctification is, we're not, we're not perfect. We're still being molded into Christ's likeness. Mm -hmm. We're still being called into holiness, still being called to be righteous, to bear fruit, to, to do things, Mm -hmm. to take action. It's not a legalism thing, but it's, we call it what joyful sanctification. Yes. Joyful discipline. Yep. Right. And we'll talk about that. So that's what we're talking about today in moving forward. And the next, I love this, is that gospel is not an entryway. It is the way of the Christian life. It's mm-hmm. not just an, you know, you get go through the gate and you're done. Right. It feels that way because it's like you go from death to life. Right. But rea- in reality, life is so that much. happens. Right. And then there's an ongoing, what what does uh, Paul say we live as living sacrifices? Yes. Tim Keller said, we, we're living sacrifices because we're always trying to crawl off the altar. Right. It's the right? problem with a, a live sacrifice. <laughs> yes. And so it's a constant thing where we're constantly having to die to the flesh and to live to the spirit and mm-hmm. respond in obedience and out of gladness and out of the gospel that we've experienced. It's sanctifying. It always happens mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. glorification when, when it's done. Mm-hmm. But until then, it's not done. Right. Already, but not yet. <laughs> Already, but not yet. So that's, yeah. 
And if we're honest, like we've, we struggle with this. We are not, we have not, um, perfected our spiritual intimacy, what? intimacy well, I have. or disciplines for me to get on board. Your malfeasance will not go unchecked. And I, I think we tend to dive into these disciplines. We tend to, to get into scripture, start praying. We have this tendency to do it when, when hardships are there, right? When mm-hmm. we're facing, uh, Jackie Hill Perry, she says, it's more likely that we will take notice of God in the wilderness than mm. we will in the palace. I love that. So good, right? And I think Into that's kind wild. of that's kind of where we're at sometimes is that Ryan and I, personally, we, we, we want to say we read our Bible every day, but we don't. We want to say, I feel like lately I've been in prayer more often than not, um, right. just because of the, the things that I know people around me are struggling with. Um, I, I tend to take on their burdens and I, I mm-hmm. want to empathize with them and have compassion with them. Um, and also I'm struggling to understand things as well in this world and make sense of things. And so I, it, it does bring me back. I do feel like it's a wilderness constantly. Yes. And the moments I am in the palace, I'm also, I'm always like, Oh no, like, am I here without God? You know, I know I'm not, but mm. I want to make sure that I'm constantly just in, in need and in mm. desperation of, his, I think, of who he is. So the, it's important for us to look inwardly a little bit Mm -hmm. many times because i'll spend all week talking about god talking about the things of god even with you and with our girls but not actually good at that yeah not actually experiencing communing with god himself it's i mean that's it's insane yeah that i there's a verse i can't remember where it is but um oh it's in i don't have it but basically whoever calls on god he answers right it's Mm -hmm. in psalms and like we take that for granted. I have on my phone. I have a, my lock screen is a is a screenshot of a passage, and it's a verse that's highlighted on the Bible app that I use. And I have I I will just never read it because I just get so used to it. And I think a lot of times with scripture and with with being Christian, we forget that man. This is the God of the universe. This is not just a game we're playing. Mm-hmm. It's not a hobby. It's not a social group. Jesus is the Savior of the universe. Mm-hmm. God Himself in the flesh, and so. We, we have to be really introspective. Uh, Romans twelve three says, For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he mm. ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. And then John 1, First uh, John three twenty says, For whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. He knows everything. So there's two things happening in those mm-hmm. passages. It's like, okay, we need to look at ourselves with sober judgment, but we do remember that God, not to compare to each other, but just to compare to Jesus himself in light of God's grace, knowing that, okay, I'm not perfect like Christ. Therefore I need him. His salvation has been given to me. Mm-hmm. He has put it on me. Mm-hmm. I'm clothed with it. And now I can, How do I understand according to my measure more? of how faith, how can it? I live that out? Yes. And, and I think that comes through knowing it and understanding yes. his grace and understanding salvation and what that means. Yes. And I think we can just kind of get lost and move on to how to live for Christ, which is actually, I've been reading a book, um, because he loves us by Elise Fitzpatrick. And she's diving into all of this. Like how many times do we get consumed with living the Christian Mm. life versus sitting in the fact and the knowledge of Christ's love for us. And it's huge. Mm. So that's like the first couple chapters. That's the the definition of a Pharisee, right? I I feel like you just know God without knowing him. So you know about him without knowing him. Right. And that is 
Yeah. So we're going to answer this question of how do we begin building spiritual intimacy, mm. unity, and connection in our marriage? And again, this comes from our own struggles. This comes. There's three things that we're going to talk about, uh, three answers, I guess, to this question. And the first one is prayer. The second one is scripture reading, scripture memorization. And the third one, which is kind of all-encompassing of these things, plus a few more, is mm. spiritual disciplines. Yeah, these aren't the end-all, be-all of uh, answers to this question of building spiritual spiritual intimacy, but they hopefully give you a good place to start. Right, um, right. And we're going to go over them briefly. So beginning with prayer, you know, we've talked about our prayer books. Um, we've talked about the importance of praying out loud for each other together. So let's talk about that just a little bit. Okay. okay? So one of the, so we have these, we have an ebook that we wrote the high of what five habits of a healthy marriage. Mm -hmm. Praying together is one of the habits. Mm -hmm. But not just praying like for meals, not just sitting down and saying, God, help this situation in our lives, right. but really praying together out loud for one another. And separating that time from just yes. a ritual, but to a... It's an actual, like an act of intimacy. Intention yes. And intentionality, mm -hmm. intimacy with God, saying, I'm taking, bringing my spouse to you, and they're part of this process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we wrote these books... Uh, this is actually as of when this podcast releases, I think we'll have them in our warehouse. So uh, you can order them mm -hmm. 40prayers.com. That's a redirect URL to where they're at on our store. But we wrote those books for mm -hmm. this specific purpose of right. praying for each other because we were going through similar books mm -hmm. written by friends of ours. And I was just like, this is mind blowing how right. it's changing my perspective of my spouse. Mm -hmm. It's humbling me as a husband. Mm -hmm. It's humbling me as a servant of, of God and somebody who wants to know him more. Well, and it also draws in on knowing scripture because mm. when we know the context of scripture yes. and which we'll dive into as well, but when we know scripture, I feel more led to pray that scripture over my husband mm -hmm. or over our family, not out of context, but in full context and with the full right. value that, that God enlivened it with, yes. I guess would be the words. Yeah. Um, and I, so I, good. I really like how Tim Keller defines prayer um, in his book, Prayer, <laughs> Experiencing on Intimacy with God. But he says, uh, prayer is the only entryway into genuine self-knowledge. It is also the main way we experience deep change, the reordering of our loves. Mm. Prayer is how God gives us so many of the unimaginable things he has for us. Indeed, prayer makes it safe for God to give us many of the things we most desire. It is the way we know God, the way we finally treat God as God. Mm. Prayer is simply the key to everything we need to do and be in life. <laughs> Mic drop done. <laughs> prayer. Uh, how can you add to that? I mean, he's just... Prayer is simply the key to everything we need to do and be in life. Yes. How much more uh, final can one statement be? I know. Everything we need to do and be in life. Uh, but that's so good. He starts out, it's the only entryway into genuine self-knowledge. Why does he say that? Because prayer is literally the act of going before the holy God. Creator of the By universe. grace. Yes. And when we do that genuinely, mm -hmm. right, it's really easy to kind of pray, pray surface prayers right. or like mindless prayers yeah. out of habit. But when we actually submit ourselves to prayer and say, God, I am here to meet with you, mm -hmm. self-knowledge happens. Mm -hmm. And what is self-knowledge? It is, oh my word, this is the God that's, of the universe. It's I sobering judgment. Of I need him and he has made himself known only by his own goodness, not yes. my own. Yes. And what that does is that calibrates me as mm -hmm. a person. It means that 
if God has done this, how, why, how dare I worry that this is not going to happen? Mm-hmm. He's not going to take care of this. That how, how dare I not trust him, mm-hmm. his own judgment? How dare I not trust what's ha- what he's allowing to be yeah. so happen good. in my life? So, so I think that's what Keller is getting at. And it's a reordering of our loves. Our love then turns from love for self, love for control, and love for God, and love for his sovereignty and allowing him to be in control mm-hmm. instead of me. Mm-hmm. I agree. And of course... The only person that could ever top Tim Keller. No, I'm kidding. Is Jesus. He tops everybody. <laughs> Jesus tops everybody. Jesus wins always. I don't think Tim would approve of that statement. <laughs> <laughs> he probably wouldn't. Don't take us too seriously, people. But um, in Matthew 6, 9 through 13, we have the Lord's Prayer and Jesus outlining to us, yeah. well, to the people he was talking to, but to us as well, yeah. how to pray. Yeah. And so if you, if you don't know that, it's Matthew 6, 9. Um, we won't go through it now, but it's a, we found it to be really helpful mm-hmm. if I'm just like, so many times we get home mm-hmm. or I, I know I need to pray, but I don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. And I just say, okay, our father in heaven, mm-hmm. holy is your name. Just acknowledging him and wh- who he is and what. How much power is in that one statement I know. alone? <laughs> I father? Know. <laughs> okay. Not God, not like angry God, not far distant God, King. not not impotent God, yeah. but like father in heaven. Okay. Not here. But somewhere else, perfect holiness, perfect, you know, everything. He's not, and so, holy Struggling is your name. Struggling even now, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So hallowed is your name or holy is your name. Hallowed, for something to be hallowed is is to be holy. We don't use that phrase like in English. It's holy. an old English mm-hmm. word. But it's, if you look up the, the definitions of it, it's mind blowing mm-hmm. how it's, it's set apart. Totally different. Yeah. It's, and so. You, anyway, you start just expanding on that, and pretty soon you have an outline for prayer. Yeah. Do that together, yeah. and watch how your your unity and what you pray for just blows up, mm-hmm. and and your hearts become uh, unified. You because they become full mm-hmm. of joy and of conviction and of desire for more of that and more of God's will. Mm-hmm. Our Father in heaven, hallowed is your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. So I could unpack that for an hour. Heaven on earth. Yeah. And what that actually yeah, could there's mean. There's lots of that. Yep. So, but what does that look like in your own community, in your family? God, your will be done in our household as it is in heaven. Even if it's not popular in our community, even if it's uh-huh. not popular mm. in the socio-economic whatever place we're living, in the culture that we're living in today, God, your will be done. And I think that's where the rubber meets the road. That's where like flesh meets spirit, right? We see God in our minds, but so often I fall short. I My doubts set in. Mm. Of okay, yes, God, I pray to you, I love you, but the the flesh aspect of all the things yes. that happen in the world that are so bad, and yet still God is so good, and He mm. it's not out of His control. And I think mm-hmm. those that's been the reoccurring uh, message in my head yeah. is that He's not nothing's out of His control. He is He's in charge. I need to yeah. remember who He is, and how do I do that? I do that through. Reading scripture, praying scripture. Well, that next part of it is give us this day our daily bread and mm-hmm. forgive us our debts. We forgive those who are indebted to us. The daily idea of daily bread, the the, the context of that in the history of Israel, God's mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. what that means for trusting in his provision mm-hmm. and how he has proven it that he will provide mm-hmm. and give us exactly what we need, our sustenance. Uh, Jesus said, man does not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So like there's this idea of, my daily bread is, God, give me what I need in you, mm-hmm. the portion that I need to trust you fully. Mm-hmm. And if you're praying that together, I mean, come on, I don't know what yeah. else would make you more spiritually intimate <laughs> right. and more unified than right, that. Right, right. 
And again, going jumping into that second, the second part of how to how do we begin building spiritual intimacy uh, mm. is th- first through prayer that we've talked about, yep. and then easily moving into scripture, reading it, memorizing yeah. it, studying it together. Um, you know, Second Timothy three sixteen says, "All Scripture is God breathed." But sorry. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. You were letting your ESV show. I might ESV was I think that was an NIV <laughs> translation that I we had I think it down. was too. Um, and I think this is so important because we're, we're always getting questions uh, from people about how can we how can we have a better marriage? How can we live more for Christ, right? So how can we live correctly? How can mm. we be training in righteousness? How can we be... Yeah. Um, teaching or Whoa. understanding teaching that I, I love that it's it's funny we always look over the last part of a verse right and that's the training in righteousness right it's it's useful for training in righteousness but yeah <laughs> sorry that just hit me again hit me anew <laughs> as new you wave. were saying it i know the god god's word is it's it's alive right right in hebrews 11 it's and it pierces so, and it it slices between yes. you know so oh, how do yeah. we do that as a, as a couple so i want to get into this a little bit uh we know we need to hide God's word in our heart. That's Psalm 119, verse 11, that I might not sin against you. Mm-hmm. So how do we hide God's word in our heart as a couple, in our unified heart, as a family, as parents, as people who are in ministry, whether or not you're podcasters, which most people are not. <laughs> That's okay. You're in ministry together. Right. You and your husband or you and your wife are co-laborers for Christ, and you should be unified in that. So mm-hmm. how do we get there with scripture? There's three ways to read scripture that I've found really helpful. There's not only three ways, but these are the three ways that I use to categorize my personal study. And we talk about this in our own family Mm -hmm. is there's studying, there's reading and memorizing. Mm -hmm. Studying is where you take a a chunk of passage, a chunk of scripture, probably a couple chapters, maybe. Well, that's a lot. I mean, I'm thinking like two or three verses and you just start really digging into what is the author saying that takes a little bit more, a lot of people don't necessarily know how to go into that. I don't even think I do, but I will read commentaries on it. Mm-hmm. I'll read BibleHub.com is one of my favorite sites because they have all the various commentaries all there. You can easily nav- navigable. The design's not incredible, but it's an incredibly functional site. And I'll so get into the, the web designer. <laughs> I'll, I'll get I into find, the depths of it, and yeah. that's like studying the depths of scripture. And then I can then then I can come to you, and you always whenever I have those epiphanies, you have to like sit through my like mini sermons. Like, <laughs> check this out, and I'm going through, and you're you're really you, I mean you care, you're listening. I do, but you don't always have the you're you not have, always there in your headspace. Yeah, good insights. <laughs> no, and I think totally no, but I now. I think one of my favorite Bibles. Uh, I do have many versions, but my favorite Bible growing up, and even to this day, is is the Study Bible. I love that it, you can get different verses and different references. Um, I've also been reading She Reads Truth Bible, which has been really great because they have timelines, they have history, there's a lot more facts involved. Which is a CSB Which is version? a CSV. B. V? B. Yeah. I'll look that up. Anyways, um, so anything that, not adding to scripture, but anything that brings into context you know, the, the geography, the, right. the background, the history, um, what does this word mean here? And is it the same as it means there? Um, understanding right. those kinds of things and diving into that has always brought me so much life. It, sometimes it feels like you're digging a little bit, but it's always worth the dig. It's never fruitless. Always worth the dig. Yeah. Uh, the, the Bible is a historical document. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we expect it to be a geographical account or a scientific proof or all these different things. And no, it's not. It's a story. 
of God's people mm-hmm. and his relationship with them and his, and his the story of redemption for God's people, which mm-hmm. now in Christ, it's us, mm-hmm. but it started out just the, you know, the Jews and then now it's us. And, and so we read it with that in mind, the history, the, the, it's a historical document. So right. read it knowing what's happening culturally, what's right. happening geographically. And it's amazing that what's happening culturally is not that far off to what's no, happening today, yes. which is so, it's, it can be baffling to me. It's so, baffling how close it yes. is, staggering how close it is. So you're talking about three ways to read scripture, studying, so diving into the context, yeah. taking a big chunk, so, R- reading. I liked how you, okay, say reading because I love how you said that. <laughs> so what, how did I say it? <laughs> I don't remember. Well, like <laughs> just reading spot. over it, reading a bunch yeah. of scripture. Reading and, large swaths of it. So yeah. just like, swaths. <laughs> so I have, uh, I, I got that, that Kickstarter project, Biblio, Bibliotheca. Uh-huh. And it's, it's the Bible with no, there's no footnotes. There's no verses. There's no chapter there's no numbers. numbers. Basically, it's, basically, just, it's whole, just like a book. Yeah. And by the way, I don't use the, the popular Bible app. It's a, that's a great app. I use the ESV Bible app because I they have, the Bible app. they have reader mode mm-hmm. and it's the most beautiful experience. The most beautiful reading. You're not experience. like checking off the verses that you're reading or anything like that. No, And I'll just it's get just lost kind of like, in it. Just yeah. read the story, like read through Ruth without any of the yeah. distractions. So and, good. Watch how like you learn about Boaz. You learn yeah. about all that stuff truly, and through when you're not just thinking not through just... it like it's a, it's not a textbook. It's right. a story too. Yeah, so good. so There's power and stories. sit down and just read it. And just get lost in yeah. it. Get lost in the story, and that gets you familiar with the over the overarching uh, themes mm-hmm. of scripture. You see how they start to tie together. You start to become more biblically literate that way. I love it, and I want to talk about the memorizing part because. A, I'm not very good at memorizing. And now that we have children, I'm like, we need to memorize scripture. So how are we going to do this? Song form is really great. But also, I do feel like I know a lot of scripture and a lot of it comes back to memory. I don't know the references as well. But memorizing scripture has brought it to life to me Mm, because you are, it's the repetition. It's constant repetition. Learning through repetition is truly like how we learn Mm -hmm. and how it really gets hidden in our heart. And we go back. We, that's why we say we got to remind ourselves of the gospel. We have to go back to scripture. We have to understand Jesus, understand his word, Mm -hmm. understand his love for us. And by memorizing that, I see it come to life throughout my days, my day to day days. (laughs) Yeah, and you lock it away in your heart. Yep. And and then it gets able to flow out of you, I feel like, too, even to my kids. If I'm able to understand this in mm-hmm. my head and heart, how much easier it is to flow out and communicate from from me, you know, via the Holy Spirit to my children and into our community. So, That's good. So did you ever see the the movie Book of Eli? No. <laughs> Little Denzel? Little Denzel Washington? You never saw that? <laughs> no. Oh. Well, listener, you've probably, if you've seen it, you know what it's all about. But if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert, he memorizes the whole Bible. It's nice. amazing. <laughs> and he's a blind guy. That's awesome. You know, and well, anyway, maybe I saw that. Yeah, you saw it. It's an old movie. It's okay. probably 15 years old. Anyway, I, that's my goal is to memorize the whole Bible. Okay. I'm kidding. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> I don't even think I've read every single page of the Bible yet. That's my goal is to just flip every page and read every single page. I know. Page. I think every time I hit Leviticus, I'm like, eh, I'll get to that one later. I'll just skip it. <laughs> just skip Chew on that dry bread for a while. <laughs> that's what our pastor said. Oh, man. Okay. So, so okay. we talked yeah. about... So we're talking about how to go deeper in spiritual intimacy with each other. And that's by looking outward. Mm-hmm. And the way we look outward is through prayer and scripture. And finally, mm-hmm. spiritual disciplines. So spiritual disciplines is one of these things that, depending on your church background, can rub you the wrong way. <laughs> or you can be like, what's that? Mm-hmm. And so here's the here's the big caveat is spiritual disciplines are always for the purpose of godliness, not for salvation. Okay? So we have been saved in Christ 
Saved by, by faith grace alone. Faith. Yeah. yeah, by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone. That's that's the whole the whole deal. Uh, but we do these things as a response to that, right? We like to call. We said it earlier, but to call it what? Uh, what did I say? It was joy filled uh, intentionality. Yeah, joy filled intentionality, right? Joy filled discipline. So, what are spiritual disciplines? We have a long list. Can I just read them? Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to read them. These actually come from a book. If you're looking for more on this topic, I, f- I went through a season where I was like, you know what? I just want to like, I just want to be intentional and disciplined in my spiritual life and not go through. You just went through... through a season. You don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, I'm done with that. It's over. <laughs> now it's just like, whatever. Just kidding. <laughs> Again, we should always desire this, right? Yes. Oh, I love you. We're not perfect. Nope. I need to read this book again. <laughs> so the book is Spiritual Disciplines for the Godly Life by Donald Whitney. It's actually for the Christian life. Christian life. So Donald Whitney is one of my favorite authors, and he wrote. He also wrote the book uh, Family Worship, mm-hmm. which is a tiny little book. It's perfect right now in this season that we're in Advent. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Yep. It's a tiny book. I think it's like less than 10 bucks on Amazon, but... It's changed our family life mm-hmm. and it's about, and anyway, that's, we consider that a spiritual Go discipline. Go check it out. So here are the disciplines in his outline. So prayer, we talked about that. Scripture reading, we talked about that, but here's another five or six mm-hmm. or seven. Fasting, solitude, journaling, worship, evangelism. If that one doesn't scare you, it shouldn't. I'll, I'll explain a little bit. <laughs> Serving, stewardship, and learning. I think you should just pick three that you want to talk about a little bit. Because we've already talked about prayer and yeah. scripture reading, maybe some of the the ones that resound with you. Yeah, yeah. So like again, evangelism, that might be a good one. I don't want to lose. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about evangelism. I don't want to lose the side of what we're talking about here, and that's growing in spiritual intimacy as a couple and as a family, mm-hmm. and moving forward. And these spiritual disciplines as something to get your heart stirred mm-hmm. uh, for the things of God, which will in turn build intimacy. It's kind of upside down. Yeah, you don't just say, okay, let's be spiritual intimate, let's do it. No, yeah. you, you actually have to. You have to just fall more more in love with God together mm-hmm. and um, follow him more intentionally. And well, the, the disciplines are like, they're doing. They're like going they're to the gym. Doing, like if you, yeah. if you it's wanna... knowing that you're, it's knowing who you are in Christ and knowing that you're saved and that has been done. And then it's, again, doing that, doing these things out of a response mm-hmm. to what Christ has done for yes. what God has the done. The being always informs the doing. Yes. Who you are informs what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, just like Tim Keller said, so... And prayer is one of the quickest ways we come mm-hmm. face to face with who mm-hmm. we are and change how, how we behave. So let's talk about evangelism. Um, it's not standing out on a street corner, Mm-mm. on a soapbox, shouting, um, you know, all these things that, that, that just doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. That Maybe that worked at one point. I don't know. That's not how I got, that's not how I learned about Jesus. Right. Uh, but evangelism is just intentionally loving others in your community. Mm-hmm. That could be your neighbors. It could be family members. And it's just basically being, wearing your faith on your sleeve, not in an obnoxious way, but mm-hmm. saying one of the simplest things that you can do to, to begin talking about faith with somebody is just say, Hey, how can I, how can I be praying for you? What's going on in your life? Mm-hmm. No one will ever say you jerk. Stop. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't you pray, you for, pray me. for me? <laughs> I mean, there might be some people, but it's fine. No, I've never had, nobody's ever responded to me. Right. With, right. Oh, you just what? They cuss me out because yeah. I asked if I could pray for him. No, right. they'll always say, "Oh man, okay, well." It's not the conversation opener. It's you've had a conversation. You guys have been talking. Right. It's getting to this point of, wow, you sound like you guys are really struggling with that, and I can identify. Maybe you can identify with their pain. And hey, the one thing that like really helped me was just having people pray for me. And can I pray for you in this? Like, is there anything else? And just kind of opening that conversation, I think, is a great way to share your faith. And if people. You know, I th- I think part of evangelism is is knowing people too, and not mm-hmm. 
not not hiding again not hiding god but if you know people they probably know you and they know where you stand Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah yeah absolutely but i also i don't think you have to have a bunch of context to ask that question Mm, true so i'm just thinking of a waiter or a waitress and okay. you, you see that they've got a little personality and you're starting to like joke and talk. And mm-hmm. I'm always really talkative with those people. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, if it, if the spirit leads, yeah. okay. Yeah. What are you laughing those at? Those people. It's just Sorry. funny. <laughs> I'm always talkative with the waitresses and the waiters <laughs> that we get to interact with. Is yes. that better? Okay. Um, but if, if the spirit leads, you say, Hey, it's been really good hanging out or get, get, it's been good talking to you. Hey, yeah. How can we be praying for you? Yeah. And a lot of times they see you praying for yeah. your meal. Yeah. So just, don't be ashamed yep. of it. Like we, we And don't feel guilty if you didn't take that I don't think you should feel guilty if you didn't take that step, but I think that you should right. definitely be challenged thing. by that yes. and and not be afraid to share Christ <clears throat> if the opportunity arises. But I do I do want to I don't want to gloss over what you said cuz I think that's very good. It, the relationship per, per I'm thinking of our neighbors. Mm-hmm. If they're ever over and we actually get into some depth of conversation, we can mm-hmm. say, "Hey, how can we be praying for you?" Mhm. And whatever you're going through. It's amazing to me yes. how much of conversations so quickly dive into like beliefs and where we stand. Important things, yeah. Yes. I'm yeah. like, is it just me? Am I this type of person? I guess I am. I do get down to business. I get down to business. <laughs> yes, but you do. Business. That's business. You. Yeah, I don't got time to talk about things that don't matter. No. It's all, and even when we talk about things that don't matter, it matters because I'm building that relationship. <laughs> this is my this life. It's all strategic. My, so people think I'm the intense one. <laughs> You're way the you're the eagle loving intense person. Yes, <laughs> birds of prey, people. Oh, I was re-listening to that part of last week's episode, and you crack me up. You're my you're my fa- you're my favorite. I'm glad I you can you. laugh. They are amazing creatures. <laughs> I think you should talk about. You're, fat. Like, you're like, what's so funny? They're, they're flipping awesome. <laughs> I think it's not you, funny. I think you should talk about. Yeah, they could rip your eyeballs out with their <laughs> tannins or whatever. Do eagles have? Do chickens have large talons? <laughs> talons. <laughs> can't even get my words right. I'm running out of them. Can you talk about fasting though? Because I really appreciate your perspective on that because I, I think it was very legalistic for me growing up. Um, yeah. You know how we should fast when we should fast. And it was always this like, Oh, fast during lunch. And as a high schooler, you're like hungry all the time. <laughs> and was, fasting was like the worst. Especially teenage Selena. Yes. Just growing. Just a little growing girl. I haven't grown since I was like 12. So <laughs> I mean, maybe well, I grew out, but so again, God doesn't motivate by legalism, right? Right or uh, condemnation, mm-hmm. but rather by grace mm-hmm. and by joy, and by a, a joyful sense, a glad sense of surrender mm-hmm. and obedience. Right. So there might be seasons in your life where you feel like, uh, and this again, you have to be in tune with mm-hmm. God. If you're not ever listening to the Holy Spirit, you're never you're never sitting. Solitude is one of the spiritual. Yeah, I want you to talk about your believe and be day after this. Okay, so, but Quickly. if you're never taking a moment to just sit and be mm-hmm. in God's presence, you're never going to hear his right. prompting. Yep. Right, if you're always watching Netflix or consuming social media or... Don't judge me. <laughs> I'm kidding. <clears throat> hint, hint. <laughs> Usually, yeah. <laughs> so, but if the the enemy would have us distracted every second absolutely. of every day. Absolutely, absolutely. So, anyway, that's the big caveat. Now, if the Spirit prompts you to fast, mm-hmm. right, for a season, mm-hmm. whether it be a... Uh, so it can either be maybe for a, one meal a mm-hmm. day for a period of time, or mm-hmm. it could be like one day a week for a period of time, or it could be a number of days in a row, mm-hmm. or you could be fasting from something. It's any, it's basically abstaining for the, for the purpose of 
redirecting your gaze on God who is your sustainer, right? Man is not living right. bread alone, but on every word that yes. proceeds from the mouth of God. So I could say I'm fasting from social media, which that's that kind of makes me smirk when I say that because I'm like, well, is that okay? I get it. But if you do that with the right heart where you're saying, I'm going to abstain from this thing so that I can focus on my relationship with God. Right. Even, you know, right. what Paul talks about abstaining from sex in marriage by agreement for the sake of your holiness. That's a form of fasting. Right. For and, a short season. Yeah. for. <laughs> I love that you said that. <laughs> I'm just trying to be honest. <laughs> just really, really short. Like nope. Hours. I'm trying. No, I'm saying I that. I fasted Context. for at least three hours. Context. Okay. <laughs> yes. Back on, back on point. So. That's a discipline that I think is undervalued yeah. in our culture, right? Mm-hmm. Because we just... We, we want we what we want and we want more of what we want. Right. We just... we Mainstream Christianity does not consider fasting mm-hmm. important. Well, we don't want to be uncomfortable. We don't want to... Yes. We always want to have bellies full. We want to be just warm enough. We don't yes. want to... You know, there's never this... this we, if we don't have to need something, then we don't want to do that. Right. That's so the only our... fasting we do is intermittent fasting because it's supposed to be good for your metabolism, <laughs> right? People talk about that all the time. <laughs> but really, what about the discipline of fasting spiritually? Mm-hmm. So when we were uh, probably like before we had kids, so probably six, seven years ago, mm-hmm. I think I was in a rhythm where I was fasting every Wednesday mm-hmm. from from morning till dinner. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't the full day, but till dinner time. And so every time that hunger pang hit mm-hmm. and I got hungry, I, that to me was a reminder to pray and to remember that there are people that are starving mm. and that I need to, I need to not forget about those people mm-hmm. and not just live in my American bubble, my first world, mm-hmm. middle-class American bubble, mm-hmm. white male American bubble. <laughs> okay. Let's just be honest mm-hmm. and just forget that there's a whole different part of society, people of color, people of different backgrounds, different cultures, and people who have far, far, far less than mm-hmm. me. I'm getting on my soapbox here. And I'm preaching to myself because I so easily will fall back into my bubble because it's mm-hmm. comfy. It's comfy in my bubble. Right. So fasting is a way of getting out of that mm-hmm. and a way of re- recalibrating your gaze. Again, not out of a legalistic thing, um, not yeah. out of any of that, but out of a place of joy. Go Absolutely. Ahead. And then the last one I want you to talk about is your Be and Believe Day. And I know you got that from uh, from Chandler. Chandler. But it, I think it encompasses journaling, worship, and learning mm-hmm. uh, with scripture reading, you said. But so confession time. I skipped it this week. I was I supposed know. to have it on Tuesday. Yeah. You schedule it the first, the last Tuesday of every month. And <laughs> I skipped it. I think I last month I didn't do anything. And then I bumped it to this week. And then I had to bump it till <laughs> tomorrow um, for this month. Right. And then I'll probably have to bump next month because it's supposed to be next week. And I just can't. Like... So what is the intention of the so Be Believe Day? Be Believe is my own phrase. Right. But the idea came from... Uh, Matt Chandler. Mm-hmm. And it's just basically setting aside rhythms in your life mm-hmm. on your calendar that are just standing appointments with God himself. Mm-hmm. And that's not a weird, it's just a, this is my time to just bask in the, in God's word. Mm-hmm. So I don't, so what I do a lot of times about for the, for the be so being believe is many rhythms in life. Mm-hmm. There's a monthly rhythm, a daily rhythm and a weekly rhythm. I've yet to really figure out the daily one and the weekly ones, but the monthly one is I will take a day each month and go somewhere, mm-hmm. probably within a, within a two hour drive, and I don't take anything with me. I don't in, I don't internalize anything except for scripture, and I don't output anything except for a journaling in the form of prayer, mm-hmm. and also will pray. So I won't read any books. I don't listen to any podcasts. No music. No radio. No phone except for navigation because I go a lot of times into the wilderness, and blah blah blah. And 
It's amazing, you guys, how when you just put time aside to go meet with God, how he is just there waiting for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> and a lot of times in my, in my experience in the past, the times that I've met with God are when he's bashed through the door to meet with me mm-hmm. because, and he's broken through the noise to meet with me. Right. But every time I've ever gone to him, mm-hmm. I've been filled to the brim and overflowing. Right. And as a wife, seeing her husband come home like that, it is very... It, it it just fills all the holes that you have desired your husband's whole, like the holes to be filled in his life. And, and for even your family, you know, sometimes you just, you want them present. You want them to experience things the same way that you do. And for me, at least it felt like we were really connecting when you came back from that, from that one day, the last one that you did. And just, you were overflowing with appreciation, with gratefulness. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to say that you aren't grateful or appreciative of anything, but you could just see it. It's, I felt like it was like Moses coming down from the mountain and just like glowing. And I I mean that genuinely. I felt like I met God that day. Yeah. And And we're trying to figure out how I can do that as well. He doesn't just do it on his own. I'm trying to figure out that rhythm for our family. Because it's a big sacrifice. It's a big sacrifice to be gone for a whole day. I know. And so, again, just trying to walk in these spiritual disciplines of spending time with God. Sorry, I was interrupting you. This is important, though. (laughs) I was going to say, here's the thing is it no. feels like the, the hardest yet the best day of the month. Yeah. It's the, it's the hardest because of my, my bony decrepit hands want to hold on to it mm-hmm. and use hold it for on. work, yeah. Production. And use it for productivity. And especially when I got a lot on my plate and then every time when I release, it becomes the best thing. Yeah. Um, just quickly, the weekly rhythm is, I, I'm probably going to do the, the, some sort of weekly fasting. Mm-hmm until until dinner and then the the daily one i did it a few times and i'm i'm getting back up to it Mm -hmm. we had a really hectic month and a half but basically taking a uh lunch walk and having that be a special prayer time usually about a half hour of just prayer it's awesome well hopefully this conversation has been somewhat helpful for you um we would challenge you guys to have a conversation of your own take an inventory kind of of your spiritual spiritual health Do you have joyful intentionality with your spiritual disciplines? Do you even have any spiritual disciplines? Hmm. Where, where are you at kind of on the spectrum and how can you take some steps? That's good. Some simple steps towards those, towards strengthening those disciplines, I guess that might be the right way to say it. And if you think of it, think of it like going to the gym. If you have never gone, like you, it's going to take some learning, right? And Mm -hmm. that's okay. That's okay. You don't have to be good at it. Don't expect the transformation to happen overnight. Right. It's going to take, it's going to take some time and it's going to take some repetition. It's going to take coming back to the table, doing it over and over again. But God is faithful and he is faithful to bring clarity, to bring wisdom, to give you peace, to give you joy, to put desires in your heart to help correct you, to help re-steer your course. And all of this happens, again, just just faithfully showing up every time like you would go to the gym and just watching God mm. work. And it's going to take little bits at a time, but it is the intimacy, the spiritual intimacy, at least that you and I have experienced in our marriage, has been monumental. Um, it solidifies our covenant on, in so many levels. I think we'd be so divorced without it, to be honest. Yes, yes. To be completely honest, I think. And I think that's where a lot of the fierceness comes from for a fierce marriage is just how do we know God more? And it's all through about these Jesus. spiritual, yeah. spiritual one way yes. through these spiritual disciplines. So yes, very good. So I, I love that. So th- just as a recap, as you have that conversation, the three we talked about are prayer, scripture, and spiritual disciplines. So uh, think through those three. 
and perhaps even ask your spouse to listen to this episode if you found it uh, elucidating. There's that <laughs> word. In other words, if it's illuminated new truths to mm-hmm. you. Uh, yeah. Other than that, so I want to remind you, 40prayers.com. So we have our new books, 40 Prayers for My Wife, 40 Prayers for My Husband. Those are available at 40prayers.com. Uh, there's a lot to be gained from, from learning mm-hmm. this habit of prayer. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, I think it's a worthy investment. And again, the practice has really transformed us. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, not just a sales pitch, but really we hope it's a helpful tool for you. Absolutely. Um, again, that's 40prayers.com. And finally, uh, our last bit of housekeeping, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe if you haven't. And share. What were you saying? You were saying you were mouthing something to me. <laughs> You have a lot of ums lately. <laughs> oh, I'm saying um a lot. <laughs> I think you're... Great. <laughs> <sighs> Great. So if you haven't... If, if you like this podcast, minus all the ums we say sometimes, <laughs> please subscribe, rate, and share. Yes. That is the currency of the podcasting world. Yes. And it just gets the word out there. It's like when you go shopping on Amazon and you look at the actual pictures that people post of things. Oh, it really yeah. makes you want to buy it or not. Yep. <laughs> it is. Uh, finally, if you have any questions, 971-333-1120, you can text those in or you can call in and leave a voicemail. A gentleman left a voicemail just a few minutes ago. It was very encouraging. Mm. Really cool to hear his voice. So Maybe great. we'll play that next next week. Uh, and if you want to be part of this and the mission of Fierce Marriage, you can do that. Fiercemarriage.com slash partner is one way to go there or patreon.com slash marriage. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Selena, do you mind praying us out for today? Sure. God, thank you so much for your grace. Thank you for the ability and freedom that you've given us to pray and to converse with you. Mm. Thank you for your word, God, that transforms us, that helps us know you Mm -hmm. deeply and thoroughly. I pray for the marriages that are going to begin this journey or who are on this journey, God, that you would be present, that Mm -hmm. you would faithfully meet them as you always have with us. And God, that your word would be clear, God, that they, they, they would experience your love and your devotion and your pursuit of them, Father. And I pray that these spiritual disciplines would be a joy-filled mm-hmm. yeah. journey, and it will be one that they amen. will not want to steer off of quickly, Lord. Amen. In your name, amen. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been a fun one on the Fierce Marriage Podcast. And this episode is... In the can. All right. We will see you in seven days and stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.